worshiping with us tonight as we continue just praising God and thanking Him for what He has done for us all those years ago. Sing Hark the Herald Angels, sing with us, please.
seated, please, as we continue. Christmas Eve, I'm wide awake. Try to sleep, but I just can't wait to wake up and celebrate Christmas Day. Tinsel lights and caroling, time with friends and family, presents wrapped up underneath the tree. I waited all year, but now finally. Nothing I could hope to get As special as the gift of love That Jesus gave On that very first Christmas day It makes me want to do the same to Share His love with everyone around Cause that's what Christmas is all about Yeah. 
Once upon a long night, after a hard cry, somewhere in Bethlehem, baby raises silence, sweetly is crying, I am Emmanuel. Then angels gave him music, shepherds gave reverence, a message to the Lamb, a widow held and cherished, the God who became a man. to guide them searching all the earth till they found the one child the very god child to rule the universe did they know the ladies little baby was god and fully man and everything they gave him he himself had made with his hands a lamb of god Shall I bring to worship thee? I have no gold to lay at your feet. So, Lamb of God, I offer me. I bring you all my hopes. I bring you all my dreams. I give you all my soul.
Amen. Thank you. That was Brianne Yorick. So thankful for uh, all these wonderful people in our church to come and share with us tonight. Let's all stand together as we continue. Angels, we have heard on high. Please join us once again, just lifting our voices to the Lord and praising his holy name, for he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy could calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. The lame will leave, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect land the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mary did you thankful god has blessed our church amen a lot of a uh, lot of people here that have uh coming up and just stepping up to the plate and and and, and helping to serve the lord here so we're so thankful that you're here tonight just uh, just one announcement tonight and that is the the uh, birthday gift to jesus offering uh I, maybe we could kill the monitors while i'm talking that'll stop that ring uh birthday gift to jesus offering seventy five thousand dollars is what we've been setting as our goal for the church this year to bring in and to, uh, to help bring, uh, to help for the missionaries. And, you know, I grew up in the church here, and they taught us from a young age to, to step up to the plate and to give more to Jesus than anybody else on your Christmas list. And that has been so good for me. That has helped me 
to, uh, to set my Christmas straight for years, and we encourage everyone in our church to do the same. So if that's you tonight, that, that you're here, that you want to give to the Christmas offering, when you, uh, when you give tonight, just please designate it. Uh, our, look at that. We've made a tremendous jump, $43,218. Let's give God a hand. He's really supplying the need, really supplying the need. And uh, as, as we look at that, you know, we, we, that offering comes in and, and it goes out of here. It reaches people all around the world. We're helping people in Ecuador. We're helping the children in Ecuador. We're helping the ministry team in Ecuador. We're helping the people um, over in, in the Philippines. We're supporting an orphanage in, in the Philippines. Uh, we've built many, many things to help those people over there, their uh, dormitories. Uh, Pastor Al was telling me that we've, we've actually supplied pigs and things that they can raise and they can sell the pigs and, and, and it's like we're multiplying what we're able to give them. So God has done so many great things and as I think about it at Christmas, I'm just reminding you, know, we have all this busyness that we do and we, we, just, we just get all tied up in this, but yet um, there are priorities and as we give Jesus the number one priority, what an awesome time it is. So um, Jesus said, unto the least of these you've given unto me. And so that's what he's done what we have an opportunity to do here is to, under the least of these, give unto him this, this evening. So let's stand and receive our, our evening offering. I guess it's not morning anymore, right? Receive our evening offering. Uh, we're glad you're here this Christmas Eve. God has really blessed our services this year. Um, the, uh, the first service was standing room only and just a great crowd here tonight. We're thankful that you're here to worship Jesus Christ uh, before you go on with your festivities at your house. All right, let's bow in prayer as we receive our evening offering. Father God, we come before you, and we are so thankful for all that you've done. God, we're so thankful that you, that you love us, that you care for us, and that you have made a, made a way for us by coming to this earth. God, we're so thankful that we have the opportunity to be on the giving end, that you've allowed us to give, uh, give tonight unto you. We thank you for all the many gifts that have come in. And Lord, as many have come tonight prepared um, to, to give to the Christmas offering, to the birthday gift to Jesus, Lord, we celebrate you, for this is your birthday, and uh, we, we honor you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, please.
Sure. Skylar Terboli, we're so thankful. Uh, that was Italian, by the way, if you didn't catch that. And uh, we're thankful for her. Let's thank her again. That was fantastic. I'll tell you. Such, such powerful words to that song. Uh, you know, the Lord came. It was his love that made him cry. His love that drove him to this earth. Would you stand with us one more time as we sing as a congregation, Emmanuel, our God is with us. Starless night, a king is born in Bethlehem. Our journey long, we seek the light that leads to the hallowed manger ground. But here we felt in the silent age for hundred years. Can Broken by a baby's cry, rejoice in the Halloween manger ground. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God
go. There you go. All right. Never, never miss malfunctions at practice. It's always when people are here, right? Uh, Christmas Eve. We're so thankful that you're here today to just worship with us and, and uh, enjoy the day and, uh, and, and put Christ first. But I just want you to think with me today about your journey up until this point. Uh, you probably have been on a nonstop train since, uh, since Thanksgiving. I know in our family, we've been on a pretty busy, busy lifestyle. From Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas every year, we have this steady journey. Um, it, it starts out, it's a lot of fun, and then it becomes pretty hectic. You know, by the time you get to yesterday and Monday of this week coming into Christmas Eve, you're trying to get all those last-minute details, or for some of us, they're first-minute details, and uh, you're just trying to get those details done because Christmas is coming, and Friday morning we'll be here, and Christmas Eve is, 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 is now here, and we can't believe it. And there's so many things that you want to get going. Uh, I was, I'm reminded of the traditions, you know, many of you have a tradition. Tonight you'll go off into, into, your, into your families and you'll have something. Maybe you'll have a Christmas Eve gathering wherever you're at tonight. Or maybe tomorrow you're going to have your Christmas gathering. Uh, but the, you may likely eat the same food on Christmas Eve that you've eaten for the past 20 years. Did you ever think of that? There's so many traditions that we have. So some people in our area, they will eat seven fish. You, you know people who do that? They have the seven fish. That's their tradition, eight, seven fish. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen in our house. I think we have chicken nuggets from time to time, you know. It's, uh, we're just not that, we're not that heavy into the tradition. Uh, we, we didn't have that tradition growing up. But, um, you know, I do have a few traditions. And, you know, one of them is that I, I like to go to that parade in Pittsburgh every year. It's uh, the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So uh, I, I, when my kids were little, I'd load them up, rain, shine, snow, or sleet. I'd take them down, and I would say, we're going to have fun, family. And the family kind of had fun, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I had more fun than the family did, so I, I mean, but I was creating a memory because I wanted to have a memory. Maybe it was a memory that I didn't have as a child. Maybe it was a memory that I'm just looking for, and now that I have my own family, I want, I want this to be special, and I, I want to be significant in my family's eyes. I want them to remember the good times. Well, now my, my kids are 17 and 19, and I asked them to go to the parade with me this year, and it was a resounding no. I mean, it was like, no, Dad, we're not doing this. So I had to, I had to you know, I had to, had to go to extreme measures. I had to get my nephew. He's nine years old. So I called up Hunter. I said, nephew, my Hunter, uh, not nephew. I don't call him nephew, no. I said, Hunter, all right? I said, Hunter, I, I, you know, I'm going to the parade. You want to go with me? And yes, he wants to go with me to the parade. And so he's all excited. So I rounded him up and about four or five other little guys. And, uh, and we went down to the parade. And we got, I mean, we were right there where all the acts were happening. And, ma- and somehow we ended up on TV the entire day. I mean, you know, we're acting stupid. We're being crazy people out there. We're jumping up and down when, you know, when Santa comes at the end of the parade. We're just acting like crazy people, right? But uh, that's a tradition, and we do that every year. Uh, this year, I even, I even was so busy, I even got pulled into going to the Nutcracker, if you can believe that. The Nutcracker. Uh, it, was, it was a fun time. I remember the first time I went to see the Nutcracker years ago, I was like, how's come nobody's speaking? Nobody's talking, you know? If you've ever been to the Nutcracker, you know what I'm talking about, right? But it's fantastic. We, 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 I was blown away by the talent of these people. And Christmas is just one of those times you're, just, you're so filled with activity, but yet we can easily miss what Christmas is all about. On December 17, 1903, Orville and Wilbur Wright made their first flight on an airplane at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. It was a 12-second flight. 
Uh, their, 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 their machine got off the ground for 12 seconds. Wilbur, Wilbur rushed to the local telegraph office and sent the following message. We have flown for 12 seconds. We will be home for Christmas. Upon receiving the telegram, their sister Catherine went to the newspaper office, told the editor of her brother's new flying machine, and informed them that they would be home for Christmas. Well, he told them that that was nice, and he would sure, be sure to put something in the paper regarding the boys. So that weekend, uh, the local paper reported the following headline on the sixth page of the paper. Wright Brothers Home for Christmas. Now think about that. This man could have had the greatest, the greatest, you know, man takes first flight. Instead, he tucks it into the sixth page, Wright Brothers Home for Christmas. You see, he missed the point. He missed the whole point. It wasn't about the Wright Brothers coming home. It was that man made their first flight. Twelve seconds in this, in this human flying machine. Um, and you know what? That's what happens to us at Christmas. The trees are decorated. The music is all festive. And yet the season is right. Everything is just right. It's Christmas. And we leave out the most important part. We've missed the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is Jesus. The point of Christmas is that God came to earth. That God left heaven and came down to earth. You know, when you, you think of this, um, you, you look at other religions and you hear people will tell you how good you have to be to get to heaven and all that. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that God was the only one good enough. And so God left heaven to come to earth for you. You see, Christmas, the point of Christmas is that God came to this earth to rescue you, to rescue me. Um, he says this in Colossians 1.15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. That's who Jesus is. If you want to know who Jesus is, he is the, in, the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created, and he is supreme over all creation. Do you know that Jesus was present at creation? This baby, you know, tonight we're thinking about the manger. We're thinking about this holy night. We're thinking about just this wonderful time that Jesus came to the earth, and we think of an infant in a manger. And the story is pretty powerful. I want you to understand something. That infant in the manger, he didn't start in that manger. He always was. He was the eternal God, the Bible teaches us. He was there present at creation. And so God sees that man has a problem, that man has a need. Man has a need to be rescued. And so Christmas is all about that God came and made his dwelling among us. And he came to rescue your soul. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 tells us about about the birth of Christ. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. And his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was reminded to put her away. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in, to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled what the prophet spoken by the Lord through the prophet said. 
And this was said 700 years, 700 years before Jesus came and was born, the prophet said this, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God had a plan. You see, the whole point of Christmas, Jesus was planned. From the Garden of Eden, whenever Adam and Eve... See, God had a plan. The original plan was that we would live in this garden, right? The Garden of Eden. And it would be this perfect place, and you would have this total, total enjoyment. It would be this incredible life. It would be a full life, a complete life. All your needs would be met. God would be taking care of us. We'd have face-to-face fellowship with Him. But God said this to Adam and Eve. He said, out of everything in this place, enjoy. But there's one tree you're not allowed to eat of. So what do Adam and Eve do? They go and eat of it. And God told them, if you will eat of this, you will surely die. And God keeps his promises. And I'm so thankful for that. Just think about if God didn't keep his promise, the earth wouldn't spin on, on, on its, in, in the right orbit. Uh, gravity wouldn't keep us tied to the planet. God keeps his promise. Because of his word, he built the laws of nature. He, his promise makes everything work. And so God kept that promise. He said, if you will eat of this tree, you will surely die. And so Adam and Eve, they were the first ones to sin. And we've all been guilty of it ever since. We have sinned. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's nobody that, that, that is worthy to walk into heaven. That's why God sent his son Jesus. Because this little baby that was born, he came of a virgin birth. God, the scriptures tell us, God put Jesus into Mary's womb that night. In, 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 in that nine months, and that baby grew. And then the baby was born. And look over here in Luke chapter 2, beginning of verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while, they were, that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus came. The reason for Christmas, he came for your benefit. Do you understand that? Jesus came as, as we get all excited, and I am the king of Christmas in my house. I love it. I love watching my wife decorate. I love eating the Christmas cookies, right? I love the festivities. I love the memories. But the real reason is for your benefit. Jesus came because you needed him. Now, if we can understand this... Jesus came because I needed him, because you needed him. Maybe you've seen that bumper sticker out there, Jesus is the reason for the season. It really is true, isn't it? Because the reason for the season is not about the jingle bells. It's not about the festivities that we all play. It's not about the the parade that I went to. It really is all about Jesus. But I'd like for you to think about something even deeper tonight. The reason for the season is you. You needed Jesus. And Jesus, if, if, he, if we didn't have a need for Jesus, he would never have came and had to, had to come and leave heaven and live on this earth as a human. 
You are the reason that he came. You are the reason for the season tonight. 1 John 3, 5 says this, And we know that Jesus came to take away our sin. We know Jesus came to take away our sin. You see, your sin account, God says, if you get what you deserve, you have to be separated from him forever and ever, and, and you would have no life. You'd, be, you'd go to a real place called hell, the Bible talks about. But Jesus loves you so much that he left eternity and he stepped into time so that you might have eternal life. And you know what he says? He says, for, in order for you to receive that gift, he says, it's a gift. All you have to do is receive it. He said, you know, he doesn't say, try to be good. He doesn't say, you have to be good. You have to go to church every Sunday. You have to do this. No, he says, you have to humble yourself and receive him. And let's think about that. When Jesus came to the earth, he humbled himself. It was so humbling to leave heaven. This was God. God said, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to step out of eternity into time. And I'm going to understand what it's like to be a, a human. And I'm going to live a human life. He was still God. 100% God, 100% man. He lived a human life, but without sin. Now imagine what your family would be like without sin. The kids would be perfectly behaved, right? You wouldn't have to tell them when to go to bed. They would know when to go to bed, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to tell them. Uh, you wouldn't have to discipline. Uh, in your relationship with your husband and wife, there would never be a heart, never a cross word said one to another. And, and the list goes on and on. Jesus came, and he was that. He lived the perfect life. He was the only one that could take our sacrifice. He's the only one that could be the sacrifice for our sin because he had never sinned. He is God. Yet to all who received him, to them he gave the right to be called the children of God. To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called the children of God. Now I want you to think with me about something. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. If I get what I deserve, I'm separated from God forever. But, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what Christmas is all about. It's a gift. And all you have to do is receive it. It's a free gift. The free gift. Um, tomorrow, some of you are going to be opening presents. Maybe you're going to open a few tonight. Maybe you'll be opening tomorrow. And let me just say a word about the presents that you'll receive. Think about this with me. Some of the gifts that you're going to be, that you're going to receive, are going to be impersonal, right? Just, you know, yeah, well, you know, they kind of got me a gift, but... I'll never use it, right? It's impersonal. How about impractical? Do you ever get an impractical gift? I remember growing up, my dad would be king of impractical gifts, you know? He would get these, uh, well, anyhow, we won't go there, all right? But uh, yeah, he, would, he would get those gifts, and I remember him giving them to my mom and other people, and they'd be like, nice, you know? Impractical. Uh, there's temporary. I want you to think about this. All the gifts that you receive are going to be temporary. Uh, you, you open up the gifts tomorrow, and some of them may not even last a day without being broken tomorrow. Uh, some of them may be returned quicker than you, than you can think about, right? Uh, some of them are expensive. Many are cheap. And we have all these different type of gifts that we receive, right? But I want you to think about the gift of eternal life, the gift that God gives to you, the gift of Christmas, the point of Christmas that Jesus came to give you this gift of eternal life. First of all, the, God's gift 
is personal. He says that you can know him personally. That's what this is all about. God didn't just love us from a distance. He came down to earth and with a very personal touch, he became a human. He walked, he lived, he dwelt among us and it was personal. And you can know him personally. You can walk out of this building tonight with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's personal. It's practical. The most practical gift you'll ever receive is the gift of eternal life. You need this gift that God offers you. It's very practical. It's priceless. It's priceless. It's not, it wasn't cheap. It, you can't put a price tag on it. Jesus Christ paid for it with his life. That's how we know how much it costs to pay for this gift. It was his life. And it's permanent. It's anything but temporary. It is permanent. When you trust Christ as your personal Savior, he gives you eternal life that begins now. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. Have an abundant, a complete life. And I'd like to offer that to you tonight for the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is God's free gift of eternal life. Let's not miss the point of Christmas tonight. We've had great times singing. We've had a great time enjoying one another's company. You're going to have a good time the rest of tonight and tomorrow. But let's not miss the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is that he came for you so that you may have a relationship with the personal God of the universe. So I'd like to give you an opportunity to receive him tonight. And maybe some of you say, well, I've, I've started that relationship with God a long time, but my life has not been filled with peace. My life is empty. My life is... And you start filling in the blank. Tonight, my offer to you is to come to Jesus. Jesus said this, Come unto me, all that are weak and heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. Do you realize that tonight? There is nobody out there that will be able to give you rest. No time management course can give you rest. Only Jesus can do this. He wants to take the burden. He wants to lift the burden off your soul. Will you come to Jesus tonight? Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed as we close our Christmas Eve service tonight, I'd like to give you an opportunity to to invite Christ into your life. If you're here and you say, Pastor Ken, what you said tonight makes sense, that that God came to this earth. I, I almost can't comprehend it that God would come to this earth to love me, to care for me, that he loved me that much. But I want to receive his free gift. If that's you tonight... All over this place, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a prayer. I'm just going to ask you to quietly pray that inside to the Lord and receive Him tonight. Receive the gift. If, if you don't receive it, you can't enjoy it. So tonight, I'm going to ask you to receive God's gift of eternal life. And, and so I'm going to pray this. And right now, if you'll just re- repeat it after me quietly inside your heart to the Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you tonight. And I know that I'm a sinner. You died on the cross to pay for my sin. You came back to life again for me. And right now, God, this Christmas Eve, I receive your free gift of eternal life. I believe it. You came to this earth for me. And right now, God, I receive it. I invite you into my life. If you just prayed that prayer tonight, I'd like to ask you to share that with somebody 
on your way home, at your next family gathering, wherever you're going tonight, don't hold that in. Share that and, 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 and discuss it and, and challenge. Let somebody help you, bring, tell you more about the things of God. And for others in here, maybe you've been walking with God for some time, but you've drifted. You have just lost your first love, as the Bible talks about. He's not the number one. Yourself is number one. He's not the number one. Your kids are number one. He's not the number one. Trying to please your husband or your wife is number one. Tonight, God says, stop. He says, come to me. Lay the burden down at my feet, and I will give you rest. My prayer for you this Christmas is that you will come to Jesus. Our Father and our God, I thank you for those in this room tonight, Lord, that, that just opened their heart to receive you. They just, they just now accepted you as their personal Savior, Lord. I thank you for them, and I pray that you'll, you'll give them a blessing, Lord. May they, may they just sense your presence in a real powerful way. Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, for every, every person in this room, Lord, we all need to come to Jesus. God, we are all so guilty of so many times we just get so distracted by the things of this world, by the things of ourself, by the things of whatever, Lord. We need you, and we need a clear picture of you tonight. So I thank you that you have brought these people together tonight as we worship you, the newborn king. God, we ask you to bless us this Christmas as we seek to honor you in all that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. Aren't you glad to be here tonight? As we uh, prepare to close our service, um, let's just stand together. We're going to go to the blue lights there. and I'm going to ask you if, you, if you have the candle app, any candle app will do. Let's sing Silent Night together as, we begin, as music begins. Let's sing unto the Lord, Silent Night, Holy Night.
one more time. Lifting our voices, praising Jesus. Silent night. Praise Jesus. Holy night. Oh. 